Please go to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. We begin last Friday on, I think, a new series. You know, I just start out by faith and see how far we're supposed to go. And uh, you never really finish. You just uh, you finish on that for that time. The body of Christ is compared to a human physical body. And uh, your body needs different nutrients and different, uh, you know, vitamins and things at different times. And so uh, you can tell that a lot of times in your uh, appetites. You can uh, get to wanting something. In. And sometimes that's an indication that your body needs that particular uh, mineral or that substance. And so the body of Christ is that way. There are times the body needs this, and then the body needs that. And uh, so that's why pastors are not supposed to preach on the same subject all the time. We have to get some spiritual uh, turnip greens. <laughs> Add some spiritual roast and some spiritual uh, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I lost somebody right there. <laughs> I lost Dave. I know. <laughs> See, he's not even in his chair, man. He's gone. <laughs> really lost him. He must have perceived that was coming. <laughs> but in the body of Christ and uh, the church, local church, is a part of the body of Christ. Needs different things. And the only way to know what we need when is by the leading of the Spirit. And so one of the greatest favors you ever did yourself is pray for your pastors, right? Because what comes through them is is what's affecting you and what you're eating. And and so uh, very important to do that and be in faith that uh, we will, or if you're visiting, they will get the right things at the right times. And um, everybody, all of us are human. You know, you can make mistakes or you can spend too much time on this, not enough time on this, if it's not by the leading of the Lord. But uh, with His help and mercy and grace, we'll get it right. In uh, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, he said, Now concerning spiritual gifts, this is the King James brethren, I would not have you ignorant. So if we put up the Young's literal translation, we spent some time talking about that, that actually the word uh, gifts is not there. And uh, you don't want to refer to all of these things as gifts because in just a few verses he mentions three different categories. One of them being gifts, but the other being ministries and the other being operations. So uh, let's continue reading. Concerning the spiritual things, things of the Spirit. Brethren, I do not wish you to be ignorant. So this is how he begins this chapter. It wasn't written in chapter and verse, but he begins this subject and topic saying, I don't want you to be ignorant of this. And it seems like centuries later, (laughs) the church is even more ignorant. (laughs) And that's why the Lord would say this is because unless we get this, you're going to be. Ignorant. Now, ignorant doesn't mean dumb or unintelligent. You can be very intelligent and just not know some things, just not be aware of some things. And that's what he's talking about. And uh, as we mentioned, many of the modern so-called translations, uh, in my opinion, are far too loose with these verses concerning the gifts and manifestations and operations of, of the Spirit. And many times people try to interpret the Bible in light of their personal experience or lack of. And they try to make it fit what they know. And a lot of the modern translations really shouldn't be called translations because they're a paraphrase. They are the scholars telling you what they think it means. I don't want anybody telling me what they think it means. I want to know what he said. Right? (laughs) Don't tell me what you thought he meant. 
I want to know what he said. And as close as possible, I want to know the words he used. Because the Spirit of God will use the same word in different parts of Scripture. And there's a connection and a thread that connects. And there's light. How many believe the Word of God is living? It is alive and it should be handled reverently, not loosely, precisely, not, you know, just casually and in an, a loose way. And so uh, that's why I'm reading this particular transliteration to you. He said, concerning uh, spiritual things, brethren, I do not wish you to be ignorant. Keep going. We have known that you were nations unto the dumb idols as you were led being carried away. Wherefore I give you to understand that no one in the Spirit of God speaking says Jesus is anathema. Now this is not just somebody saying something. This is somebody speaking supposedly by inspiration. If somebody is speaking by inspiration, prophecy, prophesying, or tongues and interpretation, they are not going to say anything disrespectful or derogatory about the Lord Jesus. You, you can know that for sure. So if anybody was prophesying and said something supposedly prophesying by the Spirit of God and said something disrespectful about the Lord, you know that was not the Holy Spirit. And as we got into some detail last week, these manifestations of the Spirit happen through human vessels. And so even though the Spirit is perfect, the vessel is not. And the, what the Spirit gives is perfect, but then the human delivery can be flawed. And because of that, these things must be judged Everybody say judge it. And we saw, you know, in uh, Thessalonians that he said, don't despise prophesyings. And he said, uh, prove all things. Or other translations say, test everything and hold fast to what's good. Everybody said out loud, test everything. Test everything. Come on, say it again. Test everything. Test everything. Say it again. Test everything. What does that mean? Every tongue and interpretation. Come on, help me out. What do you do? Test it. Every message that you hear preached. Every prophecy. Every revelation. Test it. How are you going to test it? You test it, number one, by the written Word of God. It will agree, if it's the Spirit of God, it will agree with everything in the Word and the Spirit of it. The Spirit of the Word. If it's the Holy Spirit through them or through you, it's the same Holy Spirit that gave utterance to the Word. He's certainly not going to disagree with himself. And the author of the book, and if they're speaking by the Spirit, the same Spirit dwells in you. Right? Same Spirit. And so what's coming by the Spirit through another will be familiar uh, of the same spirit who's in you even if it's new to your head it'll be familiar to your heart but you're not supposed to just accept things because a preacher or a prophet or an apostle or a prophetess told you or said thus saith the Lord or had a vision you are not supposed to just say well that was so and so I don't care if it's me I don't care who it is test everything Test everything. You, you are not without help in this area. The Lord gave you the Holy Spirit. He's in you. You got the written word. Hallelujah. And whether you know it or not, it covers everything. It covers everything. So test everything and then hold fast that which is good. Now, now this is a lot of folks. Uh, don't like this, what I'm saying right now. They say, well, I, you know, the, the Holy Ghost gave me that. What do you mean you're going to judge it? The Holy Ghost is perfect. Yeah, but you're not the Holy Ghost. 
And I've seen, and I've made mistakes. I shared some of them with you uh, last week. I've made some mistakes along these lines. Anybody that steps out to yield, you know, it's a learning process. And you just got to, you know, don't quit if you make a mistake. But then don't get all huffy if somebody says, well, I don't think that's the Lord. Really? In a manner of speaking, every prophecy we hear, every tongue, every interpretation, every vision, every dream, when people get through telling it, whether we do it or not, we ought to all go. Or, (laughs) what do you mean? Test it. Is it the Lord? Is it not the Lord? He talks about it more than once. Uh, He said even the prophets, the spirit of the prophets is subject to to the prophets. When you hear people say, well, I have to do what God told me to do. You know, I can't help it. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. No, that's just not a right spirit. I served under Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr. closely for a number of years. And uh, he would say he had multiple visions of the head of the church. Now that is a high honor. Does anybody know that's a high honor? This happens But it doesn't happen all the time, and it certainly doesn't happen for everybody. And yet, this is the way he would talk. He would, whether he would give a prophecy to somebody, or he would say something, and then he'd say, now, if that doesn't bear witness with your spirit, just don't, just put it on the shelf, or don't pay any attention to it. He's a prophet, standing in the fore, not not just somebody who said he was, actually is. And if he talks like that, why shouldn't we allow that that we could make a mistake. You know, you can sense something that's really God and then put your own interpretation on it and say it differently than what God gave you. The Spirit of God's perfect, but these manifestations come through us and we hadn't quite arrived. (laughs) We're learning. (laughs) Is that okay? (laughs) Well, keep reading. He said, if anybody's speaking by the Spirit of God, they're not going to say Jesus is accursed. And nobody's able to say Jesus is, is Lord. Now, this again is speaking by inspiration, except in the Holy Spirit. In other words, if somebody is speaking by inspiration of a wrong spirit, somebody said, that happens? Oh, yeah. Which is why you should stay away. From getting your palm read. Our psychic hotlines. Come on, are you with me or not? You should stay away. Why? Because there are, a lot of times, it's just a bunch of flesh. And just a bunch of, you know, con stuff. But there are some real around. That actually do get revelation and inspiration spiritual. And it's real. And some of it's accurate. But it ain't God. And why in the world, when we have the spirit of the living God inside of us, would we consult with witches, our mediums, our sorcery? It's just dumb. Not knowing who you are. Not knowing what you have. And it can be dangerous. You can open yourself up to wrong spirit activity. So you don't need those books. I had somebody telling me one time, they had books on the occult and on some other stuff. They said they were just reading, trying to learn things. Honey child, you need to get in this book and find out what it said. No, you're just opening yourself up for deception. And uh, no, you do not need to learn. There is knowledge of good and evil. How many believe our parents and Adam and Eve would have been a lot better off not finding out about what death is and the curse and what it means? Oh yeah, there's some stuff out there that you don't know about, but there's a whole lot of stuff you don't need to know about. Your life will be so much better if you don't know about it. And what you do need to know about those things, you'll find in the Word of God because there's, there are numerous verses that deal with the reality of those things and how to deal with them. And the main thing you need to know is that you have authority. You have authority in the name of Jesus 
over every wrong spirit. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Keep going. Verse 4. There are diversities, differences of gifts and the same spirit. So here he is talking about gifts. But verse 5, there are diversities of ministrations. Now this is the word, we get our word administration or the word ministry from. There are different ministry, there are different gifts, but the same Holy Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord, head of the church. And there are different workings or operation, the King James says, but it's the same God who's working the all in all. Does the Lord want us to know about these things? Do you believe he, we prayed last week that he would show us about these things. You believe he's answering our prayer? Do you need to know, will this affect your life? Could it, could it make things better and change things? We're not supposed to live just dead, dull, physical, mental lives. We're supposed to have Holy Spirit activity in our lives. Revelation and power and utterance. He begins to mention now, specify, I should say, nine different gifts or manifestations of the Holy Spirit. These are also involved in ministries and all of them in the operations of God. Oftentimes, these gifts or manifestations will happen together. Now, now we're separating them to define them, but you might have in one revelation, you might have a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom and a discerning of spirits, and it might come to you through a, a dream or a vision or just a revelation, and in it you might be quickened with a, a manifestation of faith, and it's not for you to have to sit down and try to, what was that? What was this? What was the other? You just need to obey. What you get in your heart, just follow it and do it. But uh, we're talking about it because the Bible did go into detail to specify them. And when you recognize something and you know it's the Lord, you'll be quicker to yield to it. And if you don't know what's going on, you'll be reluctant or slow and you might not even yield. So does the Lord want us to know about these things? Does he want us to recognize him right off immediately and yield to him quickly and fully without uh, hesitancy or without reluctance? Keep going. Verse 7, let's read it. To each has been given the manifestation of the Spirit for profit. These are not just for preachers. Every child of God can and should have manifestations of the Spirit in their life, these nine that he's about to mention. To one, through the Spirit, has been given a word of wisdom. Everybody said out loud, a word word of wisdom. wisdom. Not the word. Not the gift of wisdom. Very important to say it right. It's not the gift of wisdom. It's a word of wisdom. And to another, what? A word of knowledge. Not just knowledge. Not the gift of knowledge. Now again, this is one of the places where some of the modern translations really get it wrong. That's why I'm taking time to to talk about it. Because they turn it into something else. As far as I can tell, this is very accurate right here. A word of wisdom. A word of knowledge. Knowledge... God has all knowledge. He's not going to tell you everything he knows. But he will reveal to you a word of what he knows. And it's not something you learned through teaching or through a book or through deduction or reasoning. It's revelation. You didn't know it. He revealed it to you. Now you know it. Something you couldn't know unless he revealed it to you. Wisdom has to do with his plan and it has to do with future things. So God knows the end from the beginning. And he's not going to show you all of the future. Don't know what that would do to you. <laughs> you might blow a fuse. 
But he will give you, if, we're, if we pray and seek him and, and walk with him, he'll, from time to time, he will reveal to us a word of his wisdom and his plan. And the Spirit of God will show you things to come. Jesus said, you'll get glimpses. I've said this before, you know, prayers get previews. If you spend time praying and praying in the Spirit, and not just, I won't, I won't, gimme, gimme, but just waiting on the Lord and getting your mind quiet, prayers will get previews. You'll get glimpses, glimpses and words. He's not going to give you the whole picture, no matter how much you ask him. He's just not. He wants you to walk by faith. He'll give us a word. A revelation. A glimpse. Keep going. Next verse there. To another. Faith in the same spirit. And to another. Gifts of healings. In the same spirit. So we dealt with two last Friday. Reckon we got enough time to deal with another two. Tonight. What are these two called? These next two. We, 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 we've talked about two. And if you were you might say, well, I want to know more about word of knowledge. Well, you should have been with us last Friday. <laughs> but you can still get it. You can go online. It won't cost you anything. Go online, listen to it, watch it, download it. It won't cost you a penny. But here are two more of the nine gifts and manifestations and operations of the Spirit. To another, what? Faith in the same Spirit. And to another... This is one, one reason I like this translation. In the original, both gifts and healings are plural. You don't see that in some of the other translations. Gifts are plural and healings are plural. Gifts of healings in the same spirit. Now there are people that try to say, yeah, you know, if somebody has a lot of faith, that's because God gave them the gift of faith. And if somebody, you know, um, so I, I've even heard people say, well, gifts of healings nowadays are doctors and nurses. They're gifts of healings. No, no, they're not. They are a gift, yes, but they're not gifts of healings, the manifestation of the Spirit. And no, just because somebody has strong faith, that's not what this is talking about either. It's not just strong faith. There is what the Bible calls common faith. It's the faith that all of us have that comes by hearing. And that's not what this is talking about. This is a manifestation. As you see, you keep reading, it says the manifestation of the Spirit's given to every man to profit withal. It also talks about it's as the Spirit wills. Well, you can, at your will, feed more on the Word of God and exercise your faith and develop your faith at your will. This is not at your will. This is something He does. He gives. There is a faith beyond your faith. Oh, somebody ought to get stirred up about this. There's a faith beyond your faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a gift of faith that God can drop in you in a situation. Hallelujah. Uh, I've had a taste of this. I'm not saying I know much about it, but it makes you feel like you're about 25 foot tall. (laughs) And like when you say it, it's going to happen. No matter what anybody says. Now you'd like to function like that every day. But you can't turn it on. You can't give it to yourself. You can't work it up. You can't pray and fast enough to make it happen. But it is one of the manifestations of the Spirit. We should be aware of it. And the Bible said covet these things. We should hunger for these things. And desire these things. Not just that it happened through you only. But that it happens in the church. That it happens in the body of Christ. Did I lose somebody? <laughs> I said, not just for you only personally. Because you see, he says, for to one and to another and to another, different ones are going to have different manifestations more than others. And that doesn't mean 
that you're unspiritual because you don't have much of this manifestation. In fact, let's just keep reading. Well, let me see. For time's sake, just skip on down. As the Lord helps us, we'll deal with these other manifestations. But if you skip on down to verse 18. Ah, 14, 14, 14. He said, the body is not one member, but many. Keep reading. If the foot may say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body. Is it not? Because of this, not of the body? And the ear say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body. Is it not because of this, not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where's the hearing? If the whole's a hearing, where's the smelling? But now has God, did God set the members, each of them in the body, according as he has willed? Now, this is in what we call the gifts of the Spirit chapter. Did he change subjects in the middle of the chapter? No. Remember, this chapter is not just about gifts. It's about what? Gifts and uh, ministries and operations and all of them are manifestations. And uh, these nine manifestations of the Spirit can be divided into three categories. Three of these manifestations reveal something. And three of them do something. And three of them say something. You can divide the nine that way. Well, different body parts need different manifestations. Feet. Don't need to see. Right? You know, how much revelation does your foot need? (laughs) The eyes are taking care of the seeing part. But the foot needs power. The foot needs to be strong. And your ears don't need the ability to speak. Your mouth has got to utterance. But it doesn't have the anointing to hear. Can you see this all flows together? This is not a division. These manifestations of the Spirit are manifested where? Through the body. Through the body of Christ. And so depending on what part of the body you are and what graces and, and you have in your job, you'll see more of some manifestations than others. Not to say you couldn't have one of the others, but you'll see more. That's why he says to one and to another and to another. But you don't want to compare and say, well, yeah, I want that manifestation. Because, I mean, wouldn't it look funny with a foot on the side of your head (laughs) trying to hear? Yeah, but I always wanted to have discerning the spirits. And that's what I always wanted. And that's what I, yeah, but what, what part of the body are you? You can frustrate yourself and you can compare. The Bible says if you compare yourself among yourselves, you're not wise. You don't understand it. Hmm? No. A foot ought to rejoice in being a foot. And if the eye ever got smart aleck and said, well, you can't see like I can, the foot could say, yeah, and you ain't going anywhere without me. It don't matter what you see. If you want to get to what you're seeing, Right? I know that's kind of funny, but isn't that what he said? He wants all the body parts to have an appreciation and a love for each other, which is why he did it the way he did it. He purposely didn't give you everything. And he didn't give me everything. And he wants us to appreciate that other body parts have other graces and other manifestations. I don't have it all. You don't have it all. But you put us all together. I said you put us all together. We got it all. And he's able to manifest completely and fully through the entire body of Christ. Keep going. Well, I should say back up instead of keep going. Verse 9 tonight. To another faith by the same spirit. And to another gifts of healings by the same spirit. Let's talk about faith just a little bit more. Well, it gets quiet when I quit talking. <laughs> yep. Feet don't need to see. 
or hear or speak. And the eyes don't need all that power to hold the whole body up, right? A manifestation in Acts, the fourth chapter, and you'll see all these manifestations in the book of Acts. They're a part of the same church uh, we're a part of. They got started before us. But Acts 4 and 29, I want you to notice this. If they prayed it, we should pray it. If they had it, we should have it too. They said, Lord, behold their threatenings. They commanded them not to preach or teach anymore in the name of Jesus. They said, behold their threatenings. And instead of saying, don't let them hurt us. And we're going to quit preaching, but don't let them hurt us. Grant to your servants with all boldness, with all boldness, they may speak your word. They're not going to quit. They want to preach bolder. They want it stronger. (laughs) They just threaten them. But they're not going to quit. That with all boldness, they may speak your word. Now you will actually see all three of the power manifestations in these verses. Boldness that they may speak your word. There's a boldness that comes by the anointing, but there is also a manifestation of faith where you speak beyond yourself. A boldness beyond what you can work up. Can you say amen? Amen. A boldness that won't be denied. That the enemy cannot stop or prevent. In verse 30, by stretching forth your hand to heal. Now this would include, this is healing by the laying on of hands, but not just stretching forth a human hand, Lord, stretching forth your hand. To heal, this would include gifts of healings. And that what? Signs and wonders. This would include working of miracles. Can you see that? So they're praying about the power manifestations. The Spirit of God led them to pray this way. By signs and wonders, signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child Jesus. Verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled. Well, that's a miracle. That's power. That's a power manifestation. And it's miraculous in that the building shook and it didn't fall on them and kill them. This is a very special type of shaking where nothing gets destroyed. Nobody gets hurt, but everybody gets filled with the Spirit. (laughs) And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they what? Spoke the word of God with boldness. That's an immediate answer to that prayer. And then we'll see if you follow along. You'll see that people got healed by the shadow of Peter. Well that's a sign and a wonder. Right? Right? Right. The Lord answered this prayer in the following chapters. You can mark it out and see it. So the power manifestations, it's right to pray and believe for. Let's just pray it right now. Let's pray it over our communities here in Branson and Sarasota and wherever you're from. Say that loud. Father God, we pray your word. We know it is your will. We ask you, grant unto your servants that with all boldness, They may speak your word. Stretch forth your hand. To heal. And let signs and wonders be done. In the name. Of Jesus. Hallelujah. Is that God's will to answer that prayer? He answered it then. If you can't pray the Bible. What can you pray? If that's not the will of God, how would you know what the will of God is? This is the will of God. Did we pray it in faith? Are we expecting now an answer to the prayer we prayed? They got an answer to the prayer they prayed. Why shouldn't we get an answer to the prayer we prayed? Same God. His will hadn't changed. Same spirit. Same gifts and manifestations and operations. Utterance. Boldness. Power. Healing. Not something a human man or woman can do. Something beyond 
what any man or woman can do. Are you hungry to see things that men and women cannot do? Oh, come on, saints. Are you hungry? Because that's how it comes. Covet earnestly the gifts of the Spirit and the best gifts of the Spirit. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. This is the righteousness of God. It's not like God changed his mind one day and said, I'm tired of healing. I'm tired of miracles. I just don't want to do them anymore. I don't want to give people uh, you know, special faith anymore. I just, I, I want to wait a while. That did not happen. The church got cold and carnal and explained away the infilling of the Spirit and started fighting tongues. Come on, are you listening? Fighting these things and trying to explain them away and make them all into something natural and something spiritual. We can't decide and, and determine what everybody else believes and does, but we can decide for ourselves. As for me and my house, uh, you my house, is that right? As for me and my house, Branson house, Sarasota house, everybody online house, we believe in the real power of God. We believe in the real moving of the spirit of resurrection, the spirit of power. We believe in revelation, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning the spirits, dreams, visions, revelations. I know there's a lot of goofy people with this stuff, but don't let it scare you away from the real. We believe in anointed utterance, tongues, interpretation, prophecy. I know there's some junk, but don't let it scare you away from the real. There is the real. We believe in gifts of healings, workings of miracles. Hallelujah. A faith beyond your faith. (laughs) Glory to God. Somebody says, is it necessary to wave your arms and shout like that? Yeah, I think so. You get excited, you'll act some way too. (laughs) Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Without taking the time to go into a lot of detail, uh, the faith of God is the same in essence, whether it's the faith that comes by the hearing of the word or special faith. Faith it's the same in essence, right. but it's not the same in measure right. That's right. or delivery. Right. You remember Jesus talked about to some people, he said, how is it that you have no faith? Right. And sometimes he said, oh, ye of what? Little, Little faith. faith. And on a couple of occasions, he said, I hadn't found such great. great faith. And so the Bible talks about more than once about us doing things according to the measure of our faith. Right. And so... There are things, I know people sometimes haven't wanted to think this, but there are things that are just beyond where your faith is at the moment. I didn't say your faith couldn't get there, but you know, I I used to lift weights some. And I got to where I could bench press a pretty good amount. But I would not slide under that amount right now. I would even if somebody helped me, I'd say, no, do not, do not take that bar off of the rack. Why? Because you're either there today or you're not there. Maybe you you wish <laughs> you might wish you were there. Maybe you used to run, play ball, or basketball, or football. Maybe you could run for a certain distance, but you may not be there today. Doesn't mean you couldn't get back there. But to try to say, yeah, I can do that right now in the next 30 minutes, your body may not be there. Well, your spirit may not be there. Your faith may not be there. Which is why the Lord would tell people, have that operation. You might say, the Lord? Yeah. I've seen it more than once. The Lord would say, go have that procedure. The Lord would say, yeah, why? Because he knows where you are. Doesn't mean next time around, if, if you feed your faith, a lot of people won't, but if you feed your faith and develop and grow, you might not need it next time. You just receive straight from him. I know some folks don't know if they like that or not. 
But how did people receive in Jesus' ministry? He didn't tell people, according to my power, you were healed, you were delivered. What did he say? According to what? Your faith. It happened according to your faith. Do you remember, I won't take time to read it, but in the book of Acts, Paul and his company went and preached. And uh, you'll see actually a couple of gifts of the Spirit here operating. And that young girl came out and began to prophesy over them and said, These men are the servants of the Most High God, and they show us the way of salvation. I'm sure it was a lot more annoying than that. These men are servants of the Most High God. Now, now, Lola, hear this. What she's saying is true, but it's a wrong spirit. And the scripture said, this she did many days. Many days? You mean Paul put up with that for many days? Why would he do that? Paul was caught up in a hurricane on a ship for many days. Why didn't he rebuke that storm? Why didn't he straighten that out? I mean, he's Paul. (laughs) Well, one reason is because the Lord had already told him not to go. And it wasn't his ship. Are y'all with me? You can only use your personal faith so far when other people are involved and their things. But their disobedience now is affecting him and putting him in danger. But thank God by the grace of God, he was spared and everybody was with him. But it was a big financial loss. They lost the ship and all the merchandise. And he said, you should have listened to me. (laughs) But why didn't he just rebuke the storm? Well, why didn't Paul command, if you read the rest of the story, there was a spirit behind that young girl. And eventually it was cast out and she was delivered. But it it was many days that she followed them around yelling and interrupting and just being a general distraction. But then at one point he turned around and spoke to it. What happened? Come on, help me out. What happened? Something came into him beyond his common faith. It was a gift and manifest. It probably was discerning of spirits and special faith. Probably the two working together that he, he either saw the spirit or knew what it was, had revelation about it, and then a faith came up in him that would not be denied. And he commanded it, and it didn't matter what the owners thought, what the little girl thought, what anybody thought, she's delivered. Amen. Also, it was a sign and a wonder. Now, you can't just do that with your faith that you get from hearing the word of God. Jesus, in his life and ministry, he went, you know, to the five porches that were covered with and sick people all around waiting for the moving of the water. Remember reading about that in John? He went to one man. Remember that? He spoke to him to rise and walk and then left five porches untouched. Why? Now, there are other times when he preached And people heard the word and they got faith to be healed and everybody in the meeting got healed. But see, that's a different thing. That's faith that came from hearing the word. And on this occasion, he said, I just do what I see the father do. I just say what I hear the father say. He saw himself going down there and speaking to that man. These are gifts and manifestations of the spirit. And the man even complained. He said, I don't have anybody to put me in. So his faith wasn't at a high level. He's just telling him why it doesn't work. (laughs) But he just looks at him and commands him to get up. Back up to Acts 3. Acts 3 and verse 1. We'll just look at this. The King James is fine. Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. A certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful 
to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. Something, alms means for the poor. Something for the poor. Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said, look at us. Look at us. And this is in such contrast. Just a few verses later he says to the other guys, why are you looking at us? (laughs) And the man gave heed to them expecting what? Not to be healed. Expecting some money to receive something of them. And Peter said, my wife got the pocketbook today. <laughs> but it's wrong to assume that Peter was broke his whole life. He said, I don't have any silver and gold, or I, we might say I don't have any on me. But I got something. Oh, somebody say glory to God. What you got, Peter? Such as I have, I'm giving it to you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up, get up, and walk. Now we need to stop. They laid this man here every day. It was the custom of Peter and John and others to come here and pray every day. This has happened for days and months, maybe years. We, we have good reason to think Jesus himself walked by this man. And nobody has done this until now. See, there are folks that will try to tell you or, or imagine that these gifts and manifestations of the Spirit are something that God will give you and then it's mine and I can use it the way I want to. And people have ideas of, you know, having these uh, almost magical powers and I can you know power can come out of me and I can do stuff and man if I get this right I'll go clean out the hospitals I'll go clean out the mental institutions no you won't no you won't yes I will no you won't Paul didn't do it Peter didn't do it Jesus didn't do it did you hear me friends no These things are not something that you have that you can control. Now, on the other hand, anybody, if they'll hear the word of God and believe it and act on it, can be healed. And if a hundred thousand people in a place hear the word of God and believe it and a hundred thousand act on the word, a hundred thousand will be healed. But that's not what's going on here. He's not preaching. Can you see that? They're not having a service outside the temple here. They're just walking in to go into the temple to pray. And he said, I've got something. What do you got, Peter? He's going to tell us later in this same chapter. What do you got? Verse 7, he took him by the right hand. This is bold. He grabbed him. He lifted him up. He jerked him up. Nothing is said about this man believing anything. Last we heard, he was expecting some change. And nothing is said about this man's faith throughout this passage. This man was not healed on his own faith. He grabbed him. He jerked him up. You you don't need to be grabbing everybody and jerking them up. Unless you got something. (laughs) And it's not something you just worked up. These are the the gifts and manifestations of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is special faith. It's also working the miracles. Working the miracles is like when Moses stretched forth his rod and a miracle happened. There's a human action involved. And you see here him grabbing him and pulling him up. And as he did that, a miracle happened in the man's body. But it also happened in conjunction with him boldly speaking to him and a faith command. Come on, can you see that? So I can see a gift of faith and working the miracles right here. It wasn't just healing. 
You could call it healing in a general sense, but he was born this way. Keep going. He leaping up stood and walked. This is instantaneous. This is not recovery. I mean, if you never walked in decades, your muscles wouldn't be strong enough to hold you up. He didn't just stand up. He's leaping. Leaping. This is a miracle. And he walked. And he entered into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. And all the people saw it. That's one of the reasons it happened. This is a sign and a wonder. They saw him walking and praising God. They knew it was him that sat at the arms of the beautiful gate. They were filled with wonder, which shows you it was a sign and a a wonder. An amazement. (laughs) This is a sign and a wonder. What had happened to him. And the lame man which was healed held Peter and John. And all the people ran together to them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. When Peter saw it, he answered the people. Notice right here, he said, why marvel you at this? And why look you so earnestly on us? See, he told the man, look on them. He told them, don't look at us. As though by our own power or holiness, we had made this man to walk. This completely refutes some doctrines that people say, well, the apostles, the 12, they had this kind of power. But when the last apostle died, all that ceased. That contradicts plain scripture. He said it was not by our power or holiness that caused this man to walk. So don't you believe that stuff. Verse 13. The God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied. Now, now Peter's done going to preaching and meddling. You denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. This is boldness. Is this bold? This is bold. And you denied the Holy One, the just. You desired a murderer to be granted to you. (laughs) So they're they're amazed. They're shocked. They might be getting mad, some of them. There's a lot going on right here. They're having to deal with this. You killed the Prince of Life, whom God has raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. They saw him personally after he was raised from the dead. Keep going. And his name. Now, let's, let's back up a little bit. We learned two things about the gifts and manifestations of the Spirit. The, the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit will glorify Jesus. Yes. And they will benefit the body. Yes. Is this glorifying Jesus? Yes. His name, through this is Jesus' name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. So how, how did this happen? Spirit of God through Peter says faith. But then he goes further. He says the faith which is what? Not by hearing. We know common faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing by. How did this faith come? It came by Jesus. Jesus gave them a gift of faith when they walked up by that man that day. I doubt seriously Peter and John expected this to happen. They're just going up to pray like they do every day. How many know we need to be ready? We need to be on the ready. We need to be on the watch. Need to be on the ready. And this day he walked up. The guy stuck up his cup and said something for the poor, something for the poor. Thousands have seen this man. He's laid there every day. And boy, when he did that, something dropped down in him. (laughs) Something dropped down. And, And John was with him on it. So I guess it dropped in both of them. Something dropped in him. And he looked at him with a boldness. And he said, I don't have your money today. But I got something. Oh, somebody say, I've got something. I've got. What did he have? What did he have? He explains it. In verse 16, it's faith. It's faith in his name, but not just a common faith in it, a faith which came by him. A faith that he gave, a measure. How many understand God's faith is off the chart? Is that right? 
He speaks stars into existence. He speaks galaxies into existence. His voice raises the dead. Come on, y'all. His voice. Faith. And can you see this is like a word of knowledge? He knows everything. But he's not going to give you everything he knows. It'd blow the top off your head. He has faith. Oh, the faith of God. I could talk in tongues and not begin to try to express it. Because I don't know it myself. The faith of God. He's not going to try to give you half of his faith. Or it, uh, it'd blow something else off. But just like he can give you a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, he can give you a, a manifestation of his faith. And man, his faith, his faith is bringing it home right now. His faith. <laughs> Somebody say glory to God. Let me read to you this excerpt from one of the experiences that Smith Wigglesworth had. He had this manifestation in his life and ministry numerous times. Special faith or the gift of faith. He said this. Uh, well, a preface was that he came home from work. This is Smith Wigglesworth. He came home from work one afternoon and they told him that a neighbor lady who had been sick had just died. So he went over to her house and began to pray. He just knelt down and started praying. Now, if he could, you know, some have called him an apostle of faith. And I think that's an accurate term. But if he could just turn things off and on, he wouldn't have gone and knelt down and started praying. He would have just walked in there and raised her from the dead and said, you know, see you at church. <laughs> but he didn't. Why didn't he do that? Because he couldn't. I said he couldn't. Is everybody with me now? He couldn't. Jesus said, I can of my own self do nothing. Jesus said he couldn't because he, he functioned like a man while he was here on the earth. He said, uh, the lady lay on the bed. He's talking about her body. She's dead. I began to penetrate the heavens with my prayers with what faith I had. All the time, my wife was shaking me saying, stop praying. She's already dead. It's too late. But I just kept praying. Directly, I came to the end of my faith. Do, do you hear his, his language here? Here's somebody that knows something about these things. He said, I prayed with all the faith I had. And after a while, I came to the end of my faith. Nothing has happened. He doesn't know what to do. He can't go any further. He said, when I did, I came to the end of my faith. When I did, I was conscious of a faith that took hold of me. That could not be denied. Oh come on did you hear that? That could not be denied. What faith is that? That's a, a little measure. Of God's own. Hallelujah. Beyond yours. Giving it to you. For this occasion. I was conscious of a faith. That took hold on me. That could not be denied. While I was praying in my own faith. It seemed as if it was no. No. But when this other faith. Came over me. I looked right up into heaven. And said yes. <laughs> yes. Oh glory to God. Glory to God. Can you say this is a faith. Beyond. What you're just walking in day in and day out. I looked right up into heaven and said, yes, yes. The next thing I knew, without intending to do it, without realizing what I was doing, I got hold of that woman and pulled her right out of the bed and stood her up against the wall and commanded her to walk in Jesus' name. Now let's just stop right here. He wasn't trying to make this happen. At that point he said he wasn't even aware of what he was doing. And you see people that have tried to replicate this just in their own strength with no results. 
and actually a reproach. But it doesn't do away with the real. There is the real. He said, next thing I knew, without intending to do it. Did you hear that? This is not something he planned. This is not something he decided to do. Without intending to do it. Without realizing he is yielding himself to the Holy Spirit. Without realizing. I got a hold of that woman. I pulled her right out of the bed. I stood her up against the wall. Commanded her to walk in Jesus name. And she started breathing. And started walking. And was raised up. Hallelujah. Well. This is raising the dead. This is a mighty work. This is a sign. And a wonder. You reckon that was talked about in those parts. You reckon that got out. I expect there was some, some visitors. New people at the church. <laughs> that following Sunday. <laughs> and the Lord wants to do some of these things. Doesn't he? He still wants to do these kind of things. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the gift of faith. Peter said, I have something. Can you see something came in him and on him that was beyond him? If he was going to do it, he'd probably done it months ago. They walked by this man every day. But today, on this day, he said, I got something. I've got something. How many think we need to pray more? Pray in the Spirit more. Pay more attention to the Holy Spirit. And not try to make anything happen, but expect things to happen. Expect these things to, not not just try to say, I want it to happen for me. We want it to happen in the body. Is that right? And we're going to get some things. But it may not be that thing or this thing, to one this, to another this. But just be prayed up, built up, and ready. Somebody say, be ready. Be ready. Be ready. And then when the Lord does drop something in you like that, and bold to say it, or bold to act on it, and you do, and great things happen. And God can use anybody he wants to. Right? And he often uses people you wouldn't think. Gives him glory. And one of the greatest miracles you ever heard of, and they say, well, who was that? And people go, I don't know. That gives God glory. Right? It's just wonderful. Thank God. My, my. I'm not moving too fast through this material. But uh, if we just camp on that one thought right there. That is the will of God. That we have these manifestations of gifts of healings. I'll be talking about that more later, I think. But gifts of healings and special faith. Your faith can be built up. Well, let's just stop right here. Does your faith seem stirred up right now concerning the gifts of the Spirit different than when it, before service started? Well, that's from hearing the Word. And then would you, you know, be inclined to be more open to this kind of thing and recognize it, whether it was happening through somebody else or in your own life? So it, it, the thing that we, we don't want to do now is to let this get away from us. What, what does the Scripture say the enemy tries to do when the Word is sown? And when it gets in people's, uh, falls on their life to get in their heart, the enemy will try to come immediately. Is that right? And steal that word away so that you don't think about this anymore after tonight and that you make no changes in your lifestyle. You don't pray anymore. You don't speak in tongues anymore. You're not open. You're not ready. And, and life is passing by. And the next thing you know, you can look up and 10 years have passed and no changes. And people say, well, I wonder why, why God don't do more. It's not a great mystery. It's the carnality of the church. Most of the church doesn't even believe in what we're talking about tonight. Or they would say, well, yeah, you know, Peter could do that. He was one of the, uh, the 12. But we just got through reading him saying, it wasn't by my power or holiness. It wasn't me. Don't look at me. What happened? It was the name. Oh, somebody say the name. It was his name and faith in his name, but it didn't stop there. He said it was the faith that was by him. Glory to God. 
It was a faith. We, I'm, I'm just, you know, this is me talking now. It was a faith that was beyond Peter's faith on this day, right? It was something that came down and stirred me up and put a fire in me. And that's why he yelled at that guy, get up, get up right now. And he grabbed him by the hand, jerked him up. This is not something you should just go around doing casually. Right, that's right. But it is something that should happen in the church, right? And in this world. God didn't change. He still wants these things going on. Stand on your feet, everybody. Praise be to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.